Welcome to the Proclaim podcast, where we sit down with missionary disciples and talk all things around sharing Jesus with others. Well, welcome to the Proclaim podcast. I'm so glad that you're able to join us for this episode. Uh, Proclaim is a movement of the Archdiocese inspiring disciples to proclaim Jesus in their homes and in their communities. And part of our podcast episodes and the conversations that we are going to have is to invite disciples from our Archdiocese to share a little bit about their story and how they're living out missionary discipleship. And so I'm here with Brian Joel from St. Matthew's in Surrey. Brian, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. Good, I'm so looking forward to having our conversation. We were talking a little bit earlier today and over the course of the last couple of weeks around Mm -hmm. what we could share and what you can share uh, to our Proclaim community. So before we get into all of that, can you share with us a little bit about your story? Oh, sure, okay. Well, I grew up a Protestant, so I had a, a family, a mom and dad, that were good role models. Um, we, we were a good Christian family. Um, and then typical is most young guys, they kind of get into their 20s and kind of break away. So I wasn't really practicing my faith very much um, during those times, but kind of got back into the Catholic Church because of my, my wife, uh, who was Catholic. And I guess my story is that I was suffering. My dad passed away when I was 12, and so I'd been searching for a father. I was searching for approval, searching for so many things that just led me down the wrong path, made wrong choices, um, things that weren't very good. And it was while I was at St. Matthew's, I became a Catholic. I went through the RCA program, and then I started to grow and learn about more. And, you know, as God is, uh, is uh, wonderful for these kind of things, he led me to the Man Alive conference and retreats that we were having around the archdiocese. And so I went to the um, Camp Stillwell in Chilliwack, the first one uh, for what Jake uh, Kim put on. And I think you were there too. Yes. Yes, you were. Um, anyways, I went through that camp and it, it basically revealed to me the wounds that I was suffering, but it also gave me the solution. I, I had um, many days or a couple of days of chance to pray and to ponder things. And, uh, it became very clear when we were on the last night and we had the adoration and I could see God calling me saying, you know, Brian, you've always had me as your father, you know, your, your, um, your earthly father has passed, but I'm here, I'm here for you. And, you know, you've not recognized me, but I'm asking you to recognize me now and to be, accept me as your father. And I just said, Lord, I accept our father. I accept you as my father. And it just transformed me. It just changed me. And I remember that going through that experience um, led me to now new searching, searching for God's God's love and his His desires for me to, to grow. And uh, from that, it led me through a number of other experiences where I started to grow and search and that led me to discovery. So I went through discovery, and discovery was another conversion um, where I realized that I hadn't placed God, hadn't placed Jesus at the center of my life. And when we went through Source, and I realized that the Holy Spirit was there, it just all everything came together. So it was really kind of a, a cool experience. It wasn't sort of like magical or, or or kind of like big. It was just small, but it just it felt right. And I went, wow, this is God working in me, and He's. Since then, he's continually identified things that are in my life, issues, things that are causing me problems or causing me not to be close. And he's just a, a, a wonderful um, God that just loves me and keeps making it better. So here I am today. <laughs> wonderful. That is a packed story that you've shared with us today. I want to go back to that retreat that you sure. mentioned at Camp Still with the men's retreats. Yep. And you mentioned there was a moment or perhaps a, 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 a few moments over that weekend right. where it sounds like uh, God's grace, his presence 
his uh, his message, his love overwhelmed you. Yes. Um, can you share a little bit more of sure. like that sort sure. of overwhelming sense? Um, I had been going to the Man Alive. They had like a little, con- not conferences, but they had sessions going on. Um, and then they had the big retreat and this was the first one. And so I went with a bunch of guys and I had no idea what I was getting myself to. It was called Sonship and I had no idea. But as they talked, as we went through the Friday night introduction and then the Saturday, I just kept feeling these things stirring in my heart. I just felt pain. And I was praying on this, Lord, what are you stirring me to? What do you help me to recognize? And it just was the recognition that I had lost my father and I had gone down the road searching for a father. And it just became very clear that God loved me and wanted me to accept him as the father, that he had never been, he never left me. He was always there, but I just didn't recognize, didn't see. And as I opened my eyes and could see that God loved me, it just changed everything. I remember going back and I, I went, they started off, I guess it was Father Brian who said, you know, anybody come down to the front with adoration if you feel anything stirring. And I just bolted. I was down to the front. And I just got on my knees and I said, Lord, I'm here. I said, whatever it is you want. And I just saw visions of things coming out of my past, of painful moments, of things that just weren't right. But then I saw the Father speaking to me. Like I, I felt his presence saying, Brian, I'm here. I've always been here. And I remember I was so concerned that I didn't get it right that I went to you and you and I prayed and you prayed over me and said, Father, reveal to Brian all these things. And it just came out. And I just, I went and sat down and I just had this profound sense of peace. And it was funny because I didn't understand in those days. I wasn't that far in my growth, but I I just felt wonderful. I sat there and I was just kind of numb. And then it was that door opening and then everything started to come in. And then it was the days, the weeks, the months afterwards that I just started to search. But I was searching now for God's love and learning more about it. And I went through the, uh, John Eldridge was one of the um, mentors, I think, for Jake's uh, retreat. And that really helped me. I read all his books. like, And I don't read books. I, I, it takes me a month or two months to read a book. I was reading a book in a week. I mean, I was just pouring through these things. And then I came down to see Father Brian, who was here. And I asked him for like help. And I caught the Jake and they said, what else can I do? And so he just, they kind of guided me some things that just helped me. And then my journey really started to explode. I mean, I just started to go in the way where God wanted me to, and it just has been wonderful. Um, He keeps revealing all sorts of things that are there, wounds that have suffered from the past that he keeps opening up and say, okay, you know, we got to get rid of this one, but you know, you got to surrender. And it took me a while to understand and to learn that. But now that I have, I realize it's really easy. You just got to say to God, I surrender. I know there's stuff in my in my heart that's blocking me from getting deeper in a relationship. Reveal it to me. You know, take it away. Get rid of it. <laughs> Come Holy Spirit. So Yeah, I can hear it in your voice and your yeah. conviction that uh, your encounter with God wasn't just an emotional experience. It was really something that did overwhelm you in the moment, that right. there was uh, a certainty, that, a conviction that mm-hmm. uh, with with no doubt God had just broken into your life. Absolutely. and has changed it for the better. And mm-hmm. you're speaking to that moment in the weekend, but yeah. then following that, all of the different uh, pieces that started yeah. to fall into place. And, and that was th- those were decisions that you had made as a result of the right. first decision that you had made. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. wonderful. So you mentioned now you took some of uh, some small group face studies that St. Yep. Matthews was holding. Uh, you made reference to two face studies, Discovery and Source. And yep. those are face studies that... CCO provides not only to the university campus, but parishes are using them mm-hmm. for their small groups as well. So you you started uh, participating in a CCO discovery. I did. Yeah. I actually was part of um, Neil Kyle Nielsen uh, Project Timothy, 
And I wasn't right ready at that time. He wanted me to be a, a disciple. He wanted me to promote the program. But it was always a 6 a.m. program, and I'm not a morning person. So it just didn't didn't sit with me. And I went through it, and then I told him, he said, okay, we're ready to go to the next step. And I said, oh, I'm not ready. <laughs> but it was probably a year later that Tim McKinnon came to me, and he was going through it. He sort of uh, became the leader of the program for St. Matthew's, and he said, you should take it. I said, but Tim, I've already taken it twice, and I really don't need to take it again. He said, no, no. Call the Holy Spirit and see what you feel. So I took it again. But I went right through the whole program. We went from discovery to source and went through obedience. And I think they now call it trust instead of the others. But there's we went right through to commission. And it was really good. I was with uh, four other guys, great guys, um, amazing things happening to us. And each one of us now is in a different place. And it just was um, really beautiful to see. And it was really beautiful to be part of. Because for me, it's always been the men thing. And I've had that weakness um, because I was searching for approval from other men or from a father. And now that I had gotten it, I was much more settled. But now I was in a position where I was enjoying sort of the fruits. I was enjoying the benefit of, of all this. And uh, Tim did a great job of leading the group, but the other guys were just so good to discuss and talk with. And we learned so much and we all grew in our faith. And now each one of us is now kind of gone off on our own direction, you know, promoting RCAA or working with Alpha or working with uh, Bible study. Okay. So what was the difference in your experience with that first CCO discovery study, uh, the first time you took it, and then the second time? Um, I think the big thing is, is that you take something one time and you're maybe not really open to receiving what's there, and you kind of block it, and you kind of have it. And I think that's part of the, I, I believe the evil one is always trying to kind of stop us from going too far, trying to distract us. Um, but when I went the second time, I was much more open to it. Um, the environment, the atmosphere, the guys were 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 better. Um, I just think I was more open to receiving what God had to give and and wanted me to to understand and to grow with. So it just opened right up for me, and it was a it was an amazing experience. I mean, I had several different sort of mini conversions, so to speak, all the way through. Where just times like I'd come out of there thinking, "Wow, this is just amazing!" Like you know, I never sort of heard God talking to me, but I could hear, I could sense that there was promptings of things. And I thought, wow, this is really cool. I mean, like once you're there, you don't want to let go. It's like you get into this zone and you're like, holy cow, like the, you get goosebumps. It's just like, uh, it's amazing. But it was wonderful to see the other guys going through the same experience. So each one of us was experiencing different things at different times. And, you know, that program is just amazing. It's, it's the right way to go. It's mm-hmm. really good for everyone. Now, for those of our uh, for our listeners who might be familiar with the CCO Discovery Study, but not totally um, understanding or, or haven't participated in the in the study, how would you describe the CCO Discovery Study? Um, I think it's a really good way to get somebody who has an understanding of the faith but hasn't gone that deep. Maybe they're inactive. Maybe they go to church on Sundays and they're not. And and this is part of the focus that we've done at St. Matthews is we've we've met a, a lot of guys that are just sort of going to church Sunday and not very active. And what discovery does is it takes you sort of step by step through that experience, through discovery, which is to understand God's love for you, and then into source, which you realize that you really are not alone. You have God's helper, which is the advocate. It's the Holy Spirit. So once you encounter that and experience it, then it starts to grow. And then when you get into um, obedience and then all the other um, you know, all the way through to commission. I mean, it just, you're continually getting better and better. And it's just a really nice program to go through. It's not a, um, how do I express it? It's, it's not hardcore. It's not a heavy sacramental thing. It's just like, they're just, it's just learning about God, learning about Jesus, learning about the Holy Spirit, and then allowing them to prompt you and 
help you to grow. Mm -hmm. The way those small groups are, are formed is you have a small group of people that you journey together with weekly. Right. You go through some questions, you have some discussion, you, you read some of the scriptures, yep. but there's some themes that follow each of the lessons. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's a theme that you follow and it's, it's like a journey. Like you start off as discovery, which is just to sort of catch people that maybe really aren't thinking of it. And then all of a sudden something catches them. I mean, when I've, I've done discovery, I've led discovery many times. Um, I've only gone through twice with the whole, with a group all the way through to commission, but I've done discovery many times. And it's funny because the first night, often I'll get a bunch of guys that are just really cantankerous and they just want to argue and they bring <laughs> up all, all the things about the church that, you know, you just think, oh man, what have I got myself into? And then I always end the class by saying, look, you guys, you've, you've, you've brought up a lot of stuff that I can't give you the answers to, but all I can say is like, don't give up, stay with me. Let's go through the five, it's only six courses. It's only six nights. Stick with me and let's just see where it goes. And you know what? I've never had one guy drop out. Everybody's followed through. And I would say almost always the guys that make it to the end have changed to a degree where those questions they asked the first night, I think it was just the way that they were wanting to challenge things. They just, you know, kind of wanted to see what kind of stuff you're made of. <laughs> but when they go through it all, you don't have to do it. It's, it's, it's the program that's changing them. It's God who's speaking through that program. Mm -hmm. And for, for many of us men, and I'll throw myself included in this sort of um, this thinking, you know, we want to be able to have answers and right. to be able to be right or to, yeah. you know, to, to kind of, you know, know something. And so yeah. uh, it could be that that's the way we've always approached small group yeah. and discussions and faith formation yeah. and through the discovery process, the, the faith studies, each of those lessons, uh, there's an opportunity to, in fact, start to think more of um, my relationship with God mm -hmm. to, uh, to awaken and grow my own awareness of where I'm at. Right. And, and it, and it breaks through and, and, and goes beyond just the, the head knowledge. Yeah. And it brings you into invitation right. to a heart knowledge. Do do I have a relationship with Jesus and what would it take for me to make that, um, that a reality? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. You know what I'm, what I'm, <laughs> you know what I'm, um, I'm actually reminded of and we've said this many times in Proclaim, we've referenced Evangelii Gaudium. I think I have mm -hmm. it here in front of me. I'm just going to look for it. Um, oh, I can't find it. But it's, it's that line where he says, every, um, every disciple is a missionary mm -hmm. to the extent that they have encountered Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that you don't need any lengthy training or formation right. to go out yep. and to share the good news. I love what you said at that uh, when you you know have a group of guys, mm -hmm. lesson one, they're asking all these questions, yeah. and you just go back to them and say, "I don't know, yeah. I have no idea yeah. what you know how to answer that, but yeah. um, but stick with me, yeah, and and Jesus can be the answer yeah. to all of the questions, not directly, but through an encounter, yeah. through relationship, and uh, and through friendship. I think that's another piece that exactly. I'm hearing from you. Yeah, when when you started with that first mm -hmm. faith faith study with Tim and a few other guys, yeah. uh, you began to journey together in friendship and fellowship and accompany each other yeah. in your faith journey and your relationship with God. Exactly. And you're yeah. modeling that now with, with the other groups. With the other groups, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, you know, I mentioned the, that, that title or that term, missionary disciple. Yeah. Um, what does that mean to you? Well, it's a good it's good that you asked that question um, because a lot of times I don't really understand what it means. And I often in the past, when I was younger, I would often think um, a missionary disciple was somebody that went to Africa and to help save the people there. And I thought, why would I want to go to Africa? <laughs> you know, it just never sort of appealed to me. But 
one day somebody explained to me that Brian, you you are a disciple. You are a, you are following mission. I said, no, I'm not. I I've never consciously came up with it. But I so I think being a disciple, being a, a missionary, is really just being yourself in the presence of God, allowing God to work through you to help others. And I think just simply by doing the sign of the cross in a restaurant when you're having a meal opens people up to seeing, look at this guy, he's got to be a Catholic, and maybe they're going to come over and say something to you. I'm a Catholic too. You know, there's stuff, stuff like that. Or you just find that you're, you're, you know, you're more friendly to helping other people. You know, you just, it changes your heart. It takes you from being a hardened heart to a soft heart. And opens you up to God's compassion to give that compassion to others. And it just gives you and helps you in places that you just never would have thought you would, would go. You know, I get some of my old friends who see me now and they kind of look at me and stuff like that. But, you know, they see a difference in me, but I don't, you know, I, old days I would be worried about it because of the old self. But now that I've kind of gone through the changes, it just, it's great. It's wonderful. I mean, it's not a problem anymore. You've been a recipient of mentorship and of accompaniment from men. You've mentioned Jake, Tim, Father Brian, others. And it sounds like now that you're leading some faith studies and other men, you are now um, offering mentorship Mm -hmm. and offering some accompaniment. (laughs) So how has that been for you? Um, That's been good. Um, I I see my role moving into Sage, and I'm in a place in the church where I'm one of the older guys now. And um, I remember when I first joined St. Matthew's, uh, it was over 20 years ago, and I had a young family at the time, and I was just new to the Catholic faith and still a little bit, you know, cautious about it. But there was the people that were there. It was the guy that was the usher that came and met us every time we came into church and welcomed us that really warmed me up. And I remember this old guy, old being, maybe not old anymore, but I mean, he was older than me. And he <laughs> sat a couple of rows behind us in church. And after church one day, he kind of leaned over and he said, hey, he says, uh, it's really nice that you come to mass with your children. He says, I know that you're probably thinking they're making a lot of noise and stuff, but you know what? I'm so glad that they're here. You know, good for you. And he just warmed me up and made me feel comfortable. And I said, okay, thank you, because our kids are making noise. And I was always embarrassed about it. But he welcomed me, and it was that relationship, those two relationships that kind of got me started and enough to kind of keep encouraging you to continue to grow. And I just now want to do the same thing for other men. Um, as I've gone through the men's retreat, I've discovered about posers, and I realized my own personal injuries, my own personal wounds, I recognize those in other men now. And I can see when a guy's sort of saying stuff and he doesn't really mean it. And it's really good, and I want to help. And I think the way to help them is to get them to go to Discovery or to get them to go to Alpha or to get them to go to Bible study. Get them to be more engaged in the church and allow the church to do the things that needs to happen. You don't have to yourself be a person like, you know, have to know everything. There's so many tools that are there to assist you that make it so much easier. You just have to be a good ticket seller and say, you know, you should go to Discovery or you should go to Alpha. And if you get them into it, the the program will take care of everything else. It's just interesting how it all works. It's funny you said ticket seller because I was thinking (laughs) in my mind, Man, I I would love to be part of an alpha or discovery study with you <laughs> because I uh, ultimately you've like you've your personality has come through in our conversation and mm. just your conviction and your desire to want to pour into another person the the faith and the love and the joy and the hope of being a um, mm-hmm. a disciple, you want to pour that into another person. And I'm thinking, man, I, that's actually what I want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would love that. It's like, yeah. uh, if I was a new person, yeah. uh, the the product or the program like Alpha Discovery mm-hmm. might might kind of pique my interest. Yeah. But it's the Brian Joels of our parishes <laughs> and communities that are thinking, yeah. no, I could sit with you. I could yeah. sit with you and, and have a conversation and, um, and, you know, take some of your experience, hear some of your stories. Yeah. And then taking the content that mm-hmm. the programs offer, which is great. Yeah. Like, you know, 
Uh, it's like they, like Alpha and Discovery and the face studies and all these different programs that we mm-hmm. have can kind of be anchors for yep. us as we are accompanying other people. Exactly. As, so they, you know, they help with some of the head knowledge and, yeah. and start, you know, instigating, catalyzing some conversations. But then I get to listen to <laughs> you, your life, your experience and, right. and others in a small group. I think yeah. that's wonderful. Yeah. And that, that's what I try to do is personalize it in, in the small groups because I know other guys are feeling the same way and they don't want to say anything. And if I say a story like I've been talking about today and then they'll grab me after and say, hey, Brian, you got a second? And then I think, okay, here it comes. And they'll tell me something that happened in their life that they're not happy with. And it's something that they need more help. They need God's mercy to come in and change them and they need to open up to it and surrender. And I think that's just wonderful. I mean, it just makes me, that's the joyful. That's the part. And I think, wow, okay, Brian, God has been good to you. Now I can give to other people and then they'll be happy too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I know a bit of your story you've shared with us on the podcast and you've also mentioned that you've been a part of Saint, the St. Saint Matthew's community for a good part of 20 years yep. or more. So I'm assuming then you've been in a variety of different ministries, yes. leadership positions, different committees. You know, you've, yep. you've, you've found your place in all aspects yep. of parish community. Um, so where and how have you seen God move in these different ministries? Um, God is amazing and he works everywhere and it just, it shows up in people in different ways. And I have seen many men, um, that have gone through discovery with me open up and change. And I see them at mass where they used to just go and sit with their wives and then beetle out the door and you never see them again to being more engaged in the mass, being more engaged in conversation and relationships, and then getting into a small group afterwards and talking, and it opens them up to being open to more things that God can do for them. I just find that everywhere in the church, like St. Matthew's is a, a wonderful church to go to, and I'm really blessed to have found that church over other churches. Other churches are probably great too, but St. <laughs> Matthew's for me has been fantastic because it's so engaged. You know, There's so many men there. There's so many ministries, and every one of them is just so much on fire. Like Everybody is just really helpful. Everybody wants to be with each other, and there's just good feelings. And I, and I think I encourage men, if you're needing help, that you've got to get yourself into these things. You've got to get become part of something that you've got other guys to be there to talk to. Uh, and often it, what it turns out to be is just a relationship with other guys that have the same faith and have the same feelings as you, and then they can kind of share and guide you. I mean, you know, the priest is pretty busy all the time and does his best, but I think it's the laity that are around that can kind of help you in times of need. Yeah, and that's one of the key principles that Proclaim is uh, encouraging that each and every one of us, by virtue of our baptism, right. are invited to that universal call, not just to holiness, but to mission. Yep. And uh, holiness and mission, as Pope Benedict, uh, Emeritus Benedict has, yeah. has said, uh, that it's two sides of the same coin. So if we desire to want to grow closer to God, uh, we also uh, should consider our missionary activity. And as you've mentioned, our missionary activity isn't one that, you know, sends us over to, uh, you know, some some distant land, some mm-hmm. place where, you know, we, you know, we're not familiar with it. Our missionary activity can be right in our space and our spheres of influence and the right. people that are in front of us. And through moments of encounter or witnessing, uh, we can begin to invite people into relationship with Jesus. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, with all of this experience, uh, your own personal experiences, your in involvement at St. Matthew's, I'm curious to know, what are some of your hopes and dreams for St. Matthew's? Um, my hopes and dreams for St. Matthew's would be 
to see more engagement, to see people come alive. Um, the experiences that I've had with so many people that have gone, walked with me through Discovery, you know, it's not, you're right, it's not Brian, it's it's the Discovery course. I've gone through Alpha and I've taught or led the Alpha and it's not me, it's the Alpha course. I mean, my personality comes out in the opportunity to make people feel warm and welcome, but it's what's in the program that guides them to make the changes, that strikes them, that hits them in a place that they think, okay, I, this is something I need to dig, dig deeper into. Um, my hopes would be that people become more engaged. Don't stay on the sideline. Get involved. Uh, when I first went to the church, I got involved in RCA right away within the first six months, and then I became more understanding of it. My wife married um, my brother, and she was a Catholic, and he never got involved in church, and he never really got involved in anything. So she would go to church, and the kids would always say, hey, Dad, how come Dad stays home on the weekend? And I thought, you know what? I don't want to be like that. My mom and dad were active in the church, and I know they were good role models, so I want to be engaged. So I've always tried to do that myself and be a, participate in Bible study and different ministries and things to, to learn more, to grow more. Uh, and I would just, my vision would be to have more people do this. Like, And I think the vehicle um, is really simple. Like it's, you know, I mentioned three things, Bible study, Alpha, and Discovery. If you were to get involved in those things, it at least would lead you to something else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to come back to to what you said about it's not about me because I actually do think it's partly about you <laughs> and partly because I think you've been captured by the love of God and through that you have found meaning in engagement. Right. And so um, for for those who are listening and considering engagement, I think we, we'd agree. Like we also want to invite them to be captured by mm-hmm. um, God's grace, His love, so as to um, emanate that same experience and and have that be kind of the root of why we would want to share um, share things with others. So it's not just about mm-hmm. uh, operating, you know, putting together, executing a well well oiled program of sorts. It it really is about being able to share how God has transformed our lives. Right. Yeah, so it is about you, Brian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and about Jesus. And Mostly, Jesus. <laughs> importantly, yeah, yeah, primarily about Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you and I have had a variety of conversations around proclaim, right. around uh, evangelization, um, and all of this. Um, what are some of your thoughts um, around what you're seeing in the Archdiocese? And, and maybe what, what encouragement would you w- want to offer to our listeners and to those who are you know, listening and, and hearing about Proclaim and the evangelizing efforts that our Archdiocese is, is putting out? I think the Archdiocese has done a, a really good job of changing things. I think um, Bishop Michael has really changed things. And with Proclaim, uh, with the One Movement, with all the things in the past, you know, as it's progressed, it's kind of got finer and finer. It's improved. They found this isn't working, but this is. And I think we're in a place now where our focus is on Proclaim has a number of ways to help people become disciples. I, I, I worry sometimes people worry about the word disciple. They think, oh, I don't want to be a disciple. It means this. It's that definition. And that was, goes back to my camp, the first camp of the men's retreat, where we talked about the definition of what Jesus was and what people saw Jesus. And there was the one that was on the Simpsons, where that neighbor was, you know, kind of the Christian guy. And kind of, we, we get the wrong impression of it. But I think really being a disciple and being involved in things is just being yourself and just knowing who God is in your own life and using your personal experience to share with others. It doesn't have to get technical. You don't have to quote verses in the Bible. You just have to kind of encourage people to be more active and involved in their faith. 
I think I lost where I was going on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think you're encouraging all of us to consider how we are disciples of Jesus. Right. And uh, and that it invites us to be more of who we are and not to try to fit a particular stereotype or to consider, um, you know, if if I became a disciple of Jesus, I'd have to give up a lot of things that I enjoy that's or, exactly. or that um, yeah. the image of a disciple is one that's yeah. um, nice yeah. and uh, doesn't you know, engage in conflict or has like the perfect um, answer to everything or right. uh, doesn't make mistakes or, or whatever. You're saying, no, let's, let's put that aside and, and really speak to what, disciple, what a disciple and discipleship really is. It's, it's life. Yeah. It's messy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has at the heart of it mm-hmm. uh, someone who is intentional about wanting to follow Jesus. Right. Understands that as humans, we're mm-hmm. you know we're we're not perfect. We yeah. make mistakes. We have histories. The stories have animated you know our activities and our lives. And ultimately, as we get closer and closer to Jesus, He can help form us mm-hmm. and invite us into who we were created to be. And to set us free from some of those stories or stereotypes that we believe to be living out of. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That is a massive <laughs> encouragement. And I I just love having conversations with you, Brian, because you. You, I hear that you are not only one who is constantly wanting to grow mm-hmm. and to learn from others around you, uh, but you're also taking up the important, necessary call to be a mentor, to be someone who is accompanying another, to be a leader in the church, as you've put it, to be a sage yeah. for younger men. Yeah. And I think that's just so encouraging. So you've given us an encouraging word, but I also think that you've given us uh, a witness of life that is encouraging to all of us, not just here in Proclaim, but yeah. all disciples across the Archdiocese. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we'll wrap it up there, Brian. Okay. Thank you so much for taking the time to having this conversation with me and to our listeners in Proclaim. If you're looking to uh, get on mission to consider your own um, activity in Proclaim and, and in, the, in, in missionary discipleship, feel free to reach out to me, Eric, or to visit any of our social media channels. Weareproclaim.com is where we live online, and we are always here and ready to serve you to help see God move in your life as you proclaim Jesus in your homes and in your community. Thanks, everyone. Amen. Amen.